You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Giants fans, and welcome to your Valentine's News podcast for Monday, September 12th, a surprising and exhilarating victory Monday for your New York Giants. And uh, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View here, along with uh, Big Blue View contributor Tony Del Genio to, uh, to discuss uh, Sunday's victory. And, and, and Tony, I, I, I see the, the little smile on your face there. It's a uh, it, it, it's a nice day to uh, to be a fan of the New York Giants. Absolutely. One of the best victories that we've had in a long time. Very, very much so. First season opening victory since 2016, which was Ben McAdoo era, four head coaches ago. I think only the second season opening victory in the last 12 years. And even even more impressive than those numbers, Tony, this was a victory on the road in comeback fashion where the Giants, we've seen it, you know, many, many times in recent years behind 13 to nothing, looking miserable on offense in the first half. And you think most Giants teams of, of recent vintage you know that that's time to fold your tent and go home and it's a blowout loss and and here we go again and and they come back and they win that game against what is a very very good football team so a very good day for the New York Giants absolutely i i was thinking this morning about where i'd place this victory uh among other recent giant victories at least since they've become a lousy team anyway in these last uh, five to six years now, where would I place it among the, the big victories uh, of, of those years? And I've decided uh, that it's actually better than the 17-12 Seattle game, which thrilled me because, because that game was solely due to the defense and the offense basically just kind of kept the team from losing it. And I'd say maybe not quite as good as the New Orleans game last year, where both the offense and defense, I thought, did some very, very good things uh, throughout the game. On the other hand, New Orleans wasn't the caliber of team last year that Tennessee, I believe, is this year. And so it's it's right up there with the top ones. Yeah, I I was thinking the same type of uh, of thing last night, Tony. And for me, I put this win above both of those for the simple reason that, look, the, the Seattle game was a nice blip on the radar in a bad season. And again, New Orleans turned out to be a mirage, a blip on the radar in a bad season. 
and I think I think this victory against a really good team on the road in a season opener, you don't want to overreact. You don't want to say, oh, Brian Dable's the answer as head coach and Mike Kafka's the answer as offensive coordinator and and the Giants are going to make the playoffs and, and all of those things. But for me, for this to happen in a season opener, for it to happen the way that it happened, to hear some of the reactions and the way that the that Dable felt about the players and the players felt about Dable, for me, I think it carries the most significance in terms of what it might mean down the road for any victory that the Giants have had in quite a while. Yeah, and I think that that uh, also I would add to that that it's the way that they won the game that to me mattered so much because we started to see what the mind of Dable and Kafka are actually like. And it didn't take long one game for us to find out that, you know, yeah, what all those, all those strange things that they did about Buffalo and Kansas city. uh, Yep. They're going to do them here with the giants, even though they don't necessarily have the Buffalo offense or the Kansas city offense, they're still going to do a lot of those things. Yes, they are. And that that was not exactly the uh, the cleanest shovel pass in the world on the two point conversion. <laughs> but uh, because the, the defender for, for Tennessee read the play correctly and he was in perfect position to blow it up mm-hmm. and, and Saquon Barkley simply did a Barkley kind of thing and, and, and got in the end zone. So. So, yeah. So you can see how their minds work and. and uh and you can see right away that this is not the same old Giants offense. Right, exactly. I was I was uh, looking at uh, at uh, tweets of I've been looking at a lot of tweets after the, after the Giants win. It's always fun to look at tweets for from every place. But uh, there was one that I saw I think this morning. I, I think it might have been from Dan Duggan showing a tape of a play from yesterday's Kansas City Arizona game where they were on about the, I think the four yard line of, of Arizona and Mahomes did the shovel pass to Clyde Edwards Hilaire for the touchdown. And so he had that and, and he had a comment above it saying, look familiar giants fans <laughs> wonder where he got that from. <laughs> well, what's, what's really interesting about that, Tony, is if you, if you go back into Mike Kafka's history, and if you go back into some of the things that, Andy Reid, the coach in Kansas City, has said about Mike Kafka. All of those goal line plays in Kansas City, those were Mike Kafka's responsibility. Those were his designs. Those were things that, that by and large, that was his responsibility. So you had to know that we were going to see some Kansas City-style things with yeah. the Giants. And they broke, they broke one out. You know, they broke out a staple right away. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that I would uh, finally add to that is about yesterday's game is that, okay, by all rights, Giants should have lost yesterday. Okay. 47 yard field goal. That's a very makeable field goal. You know, field goal kicker didn't, didn't uh, get the job done at that time, but they should have lost the game. The important thing to me about the game, in addition to winning it is just that they, that the Giants sent this message to everyone that, we're going to try to win games. 
We're going to not try to not lose games. We're going to try to win games. We're going to go out there and we're going to take our chances because we're trying to get the W. And it's not always going to work. And if it hadn't worked yesterday, it would have been disappointing. But still, I would have gotten it. I would have said, yep, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd go for the two-point conversion there at the end. Uh, and that's what I love about, I think, this staff from, from one side to the other. I mean, between Dable, Kafka, and Martindale, <laughs> you've got guys who say, <laughs> Let's win the game. <laughs> Let's do what we have to do to win the game. Well, Tony, I'm glad you went there because that is really the crux of, of what I really wanted to talk about today. And that's the idea that the most important thing that we learned yesterday had nothing to do with Daniel Jones. It had nothing to do with, with Saquon Barkley, although that was nice. It, it's kind of fun to look at the standings today and, and see the Giants at 1-0 and and see the Dallas Cowboys as the only team in the division to, to, uh, to be 0-1. But the most important thing that we learned was three little words that Brian Dable said after the game. Trust your players. We learned that those are not only words to Brian Dable. He means them. For two years, we watched Joe Judge try not to lose games, play really, really close to the vest. When you think back on a lot of the things that Judge said over, the, over those two years versus a lot of the decisions that he made, it becomes brutally obvious when you think about it that not only is Judge conservative by nature, but he also did not trust the roster that he had. He did not trust the quarterback that he had, despite what he may have said in public. And Brian Dable made it brutally clear yesterday that those days are gone. Players are going to play. And the flip side was, I just want to read a couple of the quotes from a couple of the players. These players love Brian Dable. These players are bought into Brian Dable. And it's incredibly important that that happens as the Giants try to turn this thing around. Sterling Shepard said, I believe everything the man says. Saquon Barkley called him a man of his word. Daniel Jones said of Dayball, he said he's been very clear about what he wants from them, you know, from the very beginning. And about going for the two-point conversion, Jones said, I don't think any of us were surprised. It was absolutely the right call. It absolutely sent the right message, no matter, no matter whether it succeeded or failed. And, and I loved it. And I thought, I thought for me, win or loss or whatever else happened, I thought that was the most important and best thing that happened yesterday overall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that you have to have a winning attitude on a team, you've got to have the talent. And I think it's pretty clear that the Giants don't really have the talent yet. They've got, got it in some places. They've got it, I think, in more places than they used to. But, but they don't have the talent to, to, to be a champion yet. It wouldn't be beyond the pale to suggest that they might sneak in with a wild card, especially when you come away with a W in a game that you just as everybody chalked up as a loss uh, and, and given their schedule. But the, the thing is the attitude and, and having a winning attitude and having, as you say, the players buy into it. And, and yeah, everything the players say indicates yeah. that 
they're they're thrilled with him and as fans it just makes it so much more fun to watch because you're, you're there during the game and you know when they're down 13 to nothing uh at the end of the first half uh i said well at least they didn't guff, give up any any points in the last few minutes of the first half that's <laughs> a there but uh but but still you say okay you know we have to be patient with this this is not going to happen o- overnight but at least at least they're trying to do things and they're you know and they're using the motion and they're and they're they're using the pass uh, aggressively although not too aggressively yesterday but uh uh they're they're doing the things that you know winning teams have to do in today's nfl and it, it was also interesting Sean O'Hara mentioned it. Sean O'Hara on the broadcast on Giants.com last night was so fired up and so excited that he's like, I want a uniform. He's like, F yeah, get me on the field. I'm ready to go. And there was a lot of what I want to call F yeah energy coming Mm -hmm. from the Giants last night. There were several players that said F yeah when they found out, you know, when they were asked what they thought of, of the decision to go for two and, and you love that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're all in, they know the head coach is all in, they know the head coach is going to go for victories. And I, I just think that, I think that that is so important. You, You know, when you're, when you're coming, when you're coming from an era where the head coach ran two quarterback sneaks out of victory formation because he had thrown in the towel and given up on his players. Um, you know, that it's just, it's an incredibly important thing. And this team's not going to win a Super Bowl. This team's not going to win 13 games. This, but, but what we found out is, is that on a week to week basis, I think this team's going to be a tough out. This team's going to give you its best shot. You know, this team's going to come with an attitude and and with a willingness to uh, to go try to take the game. And I think that's that's exciting for Giants fans that just haven't seen enough of that in recent years. Yeah, and and even down thirteen nothing, right? It, it would be so easy at that point. To say, you know, here we go again, same old Giants, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you have to think that the players might be feeling the same thing. But the what I'm sure the players must be thinking playing for this coach is that he and the other coaches, they've always got something up their sleeve that they can try. And they're not going to just come out in, in the second half and do the same thing and, and expect to get better results by doing the same thing. It's not just rah-rah, block better, rah-rah, read the defense better. You know, I'm sure they say those things too, but but they're going to come up with ideas for how to how to make things get moving, you know, and, and for how to stop things that they haven't been stopping before. And so I think if you have confidence that your coaches always have ideas in their bag that they can pull out to try to try to get you back into the game then you have that confidence to go out and keep playing hard even when you're losing. You know, there are two players that I think we need to talk about, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And I think that that while Barkley was really the star of the day for the Giants, I think the Jones discussion fits right now because we're still talking about attitude from the coaching staff. And I wrote last night that, and I wrote again this morning in the kudos and wet willies that, that everybody made a big deal out of after Daniel Jones threw the bad interception in the end zone. And we all know that was a bad play. All right. He tried to, he tried to throw a back shoulder when the only throw right there was to throw the ball out of the back of the end zone and, and live for another play. 
All right. But I loved what Brian Dayball said to him. You know, everybody made a big deal out of Dayball going to him on the bench and being a little bit animated. And Dayball said, look, what I did was I asked him what he saw. And he said he, he thought he could back shoulder it. And Dayball was clear. He said, I told him that's not what I saw. You know, that that throw wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He said, but you're the one with the ball in your hand. You're the one that has to make that decision. You know, we're going to get the ball back. You know, go make it happen the next time we get the ball back. So while he questioned the player and wanted to know the player's mindset, he left the player with a positive thought, with a positive thing to go forward with. And, 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 and I mean, I don't know exactly what words were used. I'm sure they weren't all printable words, let's say, <laughs> but, uh, but I love that message from the head coach. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And and it's it's a matter of keeping your eye on what you're trying to accomplish. And you, yeah, you let people know when they screw up, but you say, okay, now we're going to look forward. We've got another drive coming up once we get the ball back and we're going to go win the game on this drive. Go, go do it. Absolutely. And speaking of Jones, I gave Jones a quilly this morning. And if folks don't know what that is, when I do kudos and wet willies i give kudos to players who basically deserve a thumbs up i give a wet willy to players who basically deserve a thumbs down and i give a quilly to players who are kind of sideways who had done done some really good things and some really bad things and that is how i felt about jones last night i will not in any way shape or form blame him for this for the the sack fumble I mean, the, the offensive guard, Josh Azudu got destroyed. And what are you going to do when you've got a 300-pound man coming at you at full speed before you've even had a chance to set up in the pocket? Stuff is going to happen. Mm-hmm. The interception was a bad play. But the flip side of it is, yeah, they, the Giants didn't, didn't look for Jones to do a whole lot but he did throw a 65-yard touchdown pass. He did run for a key first down. He did complete 17 out of 21 passes, highest quarterback rating for him, incidentally, since his rookie season under Pat Shermer, Um, best completion percentage of his career, and he led a 12-play, 73-yard game-winning drive in the last four minutes. So a lot of good from Daniel Jones, despite really one bad thing. Yeah, if you if you look at the various stats that are out there, uh, his his line is is truly amazing. If you didn't watch the game, I think because as you said, he had something like a one hundred and fifteen point nine passer rating yesterday, and the highest you can go in, in passer rating is I think one hundred and forty eight point something. And if you're right, over one hundred, you've had you've had a good game. You've like thrown touchdown passes, you've thrown for yards and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? And very good. But then they then ESPN has this other thing called QBR, Q, quarterback rating, which is based on this idea of, of expected points added uh, per play and and. And uh, given game situation, given uh, given a lot of uh, down distance and stuff like that, um, and uh, and there, 
uh, Jones was only on a scale of zero to 100, it was only like 25.8 or something like that. So, so close, right. close to the bottom. And basically, I think the explanation is that it was just what you were saying, that they didn't ask him to do much. They asked him to throw a lot of short passes yesterday. He had that occasional long pass, which I really liked, by the way, because they were, if I remember correctly, uh, they were they were in one of those trips formations, right, with, with three receivers out uh, wide to the right. And 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 Shepard is the only guy on the left, and I think the protection was was moving towards towards the right side, towards the other three receivers, if I remember correctly. And so then he looked back and saw Shepard one on one, and actually having beaten uh, his man, and decided to go for the bomb instead of one of the options with the three receivers on the right side. So I thought that was actually a great play on his part. But but other than that, a lot of the passes were just these five yard, ten yard things, dink and dunk, and so on. And so. It, in one sense, it doesn't add that much to the, the team winning the game. On the other hand, it allows you to drive down the field and eventually score touchdowns. And he did, I think, a lot of that yesterday. And so, you know, I think it, within the scope of what they asked him to do, and I can understand them not asking to do a lot when you've got a, an unproven offensive line with kind of monster defensive tackles like Jeffrey Simmons on the other side of you. Uh, I can understand, you know, they're not asking him to, to do much, but uh, then you just say, okay, give him what they asked him to do. Did he execute it? And mostly he executed it very well. So yeah, you're right. It's some good and some bad. And if you remember, if you were watching the broadcast, I love to listen to, players who have played the game when they really dive into the nitty gritty and they really break things down and they really explain what should have happened on a given play versus what did happen on a given play. Now I've, I've been editor of big blue view since 2007, but the last time I played a football game that mattered, I was in eighth grade. All right. (laughs) So I mean, I, I have not played quarterback in anything except the Turkey bowl since, <laughs> since eighth grade. And that was close to 50 years ago. So, so that was a long, long time ago. But if you listen to the broadcast, Mark Sanchez, and we all know Mark Sanchez's history, but Mark Sanchez played quarterback in the NFL. He, he understands the reads. He understands what's supposed to happen on a given play. Mark Sanchez was absolutely effusive in his praise of Daniel Jones on the throw to Sterling Shepard because he said that is not a read that a quarterback is ever supposed to make. The play is, the play is four wide receivers or four pass routes to one side of the field. One, two, three, four. The, the fifth read, the absolute place where the ball is never supposed to go is the vertical on the opposite side of the field. Sanchez said that's a read that happens maybe once every five years where a quarterback will actually turn and make that throw. And he was effusive in his praise of Daniel Jones for seeing it and making that play. And, and like, like I said, I mean, a terrific play by Jones and, and people will say, oh, but the ball was a yard under thrown. Give me a break. The ball went what 50 some odd yards in the air. Do you expect it? You know, you expect every single, you know, 50 or 60 yard throw in the air to, to hit guys perfectly in stride, you know, but, 
But for me, that was a great play by Jones. And, and, and as you said, he did what the Giants asked him to do overall on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another podcast I was listening, I, uh, or I, I read about actually during the week. I think it was the Bob Pop, uh, Carl Banks podcast, and they had Dable on. And I guess Carl Banks asked Dable uh, about the idea of, of ball possession and using ball possession on offense to help out the defense by keeping them off the field. And apparently Dable's answer to Carl Banks was, I think scoring touchdowns helps the defense. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, yeah. so I think that play was a classic example, you know, in the, in the middle of a game where, where mostly he's, he's playing conservative, throwing short passes, you see the opportunity to get seven right away and you take it. Right. And, and that of course, getting seven right away and making big plays leads us to uh, Saquon Barkley. And I thought the Giants did a really good thing on Sunday. I think they ran 60 or just a little bit above 60 offensive plays. I don't have it right in front of me. Saquon Barkley touched the ball on 24 of those plays. They rode him and and he came through for them. And the the 68-yard run for me, uh, you know, next gen stats can talk about how fast he ran and and all of that. It was the 68 yard run was tremendously well blocked, but for me, Tony, when I look at that run, Barkley doesn't make that run a year ago. Barkley might get to the sideline and get eight yards out of that run. But he doesn't get the last 60 yards of that run a year ago. He just doesn't because he doesn't turn that corner. He doesn't beat the safety to the sideline. And he doesn't tightrope the 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 uh, the sideline and get up the field. So for me, that run just showed me that 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 Barkley is, you know, as I thought in the summer at training camp, he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I, obviously from from everything that that we read and that you heard in person. Uh, He's got an attitude this year. He has a real attitude this year. Yes, that, yes that, he does. That, that, yeah, that that F yeah, maybe I think it was yeah. him and F everybody. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and I fe- I felt some of that attitude when I asked him a question during uh during a training camp press conference and uh it, and he went off a little bit and I was like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? I didn't do I, I just asked you to comment on something Dayball said. What did I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good that he has that attitude. Yes, and I hope yesterday, I hope, you know, yesterday erased whatever lingering doubt there was in his mind that he's back. I don't know whether he thinks he's back all the way to 2018 form, but you know what? Something at least as good as 2019 and maybe in between 2019 and 2018. I'll, t- I'll take whatever form he was in yesterday as being uh, plenty good enough. You can you can win uh, an NFL rushing title with, with him being at that uh, strength. Uh, in Absolutely. Fact, yeah, the Giants, the Giants were second. This is in uh, Chris's piece that was just posted on Big Blue View uh, an hour or so ago. The Giants were second best in the NFL uh, yesterday 
in rushing EPA per play. And usually EPA per play, you get a you get a near zero or negative number for the expected points added per play. But the Giants had something like 0.4 expected points added per play yesterday in rushing, which is almost unheard of. Uh, I think only New Orleans did did better than that. So I mean it their rushing game was amazingly effective. And by the way, you know, for all the, I think, you know, criticism of the offensive line that they were giving up a lot of pressure in, in pass protection, I thought the offensive line did a pretty nice job in run blocking. And so absolutely, I, yeah. you know, because even the, the two plays that we're talking about here, the, uh, the 68 yard run, the offensive line got Saquon to the open field. I mean, Saquon, the burst that he has and, and the speed, you know, that wasn't there a year ago got him around the corner, but the offensive line got him, you know, into the secondary on the 33 yard run, the offensive line got him to the secondary on the four yard touchdown run. He made a nice cut in the backfield, but the offensive line caved in one side of the Tennessee defense and gave him a place to run. So absolutely, the offensive line deserves some credit. Mm-hmm. And yes, for me, there are issues. We still don't know, you know, who's going to emerge as the left guard. I think eventually Josh Azudu, the rookie out of North Carolina, is going to be a really good player. I still worry a little bit about John Feliciano at center. I, I think he's a stopgap in that spot. Let's be honest. He's, he's this year and then probably done. Uh, but even in pass protection, and yes, the Giants played it a little bit close to the vest. First two or three series, there were free runners and guys in Jones' face every single time, but we didn't see that in the second half. So even in the pass protection area, they got better as the game went along. So I think overall, you know, an encouraging day for the Giants' offensive line. Yeah, that's how I look at it too. I you know think back to the last couple of years when he was being hit in the backfield all the time when he when he got the ball or getting up to the line and 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 hit as soon as he got to the line and and yeah he 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 does a lot of that dancing behind the line looking for the hole but a lot of the time last year there he was looking for something that just wasn't there no matter which way he went. And so uh, yesterday there were actually places for him to, to move forward and get past the line of scrimmage with. And, and, and what you, what you realize with him is that you just need to give him an opening and he'll do a lot of the rest, but you've got to give him that little opening to right. make. You've, you've got to get him. If you can get him to a matchup with a linebacker or a matchup with a safety, or if you can get him, you know, to a second level matchup, you know, that's when he can make magic. And that's yeah. what he did yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So very encouraged by that. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking back to the last time the Giants played Tennessee, which was four years ago. Uh, it was in the rain at MetLife Stadium and Tennessee shut out the Giants 17 to nothing. And uh, that was at the beginning of Derrick Henry's uh, breakout season, or it wasn't at the beginning of the season, but it was at the beginning of when he broke out as, as the runner that we, we know him as today. And he got something like 170 yards against the Giants defense. And Barkley, who at that point was the more well-known running back because he'd been having a great r- rookie year right from the start, 
Barkley was held to, I don't know, something like 20, 30 yards rushing on 14, 15 carries or something like that. I mean, the Tennessee defensive line just stuffed him all day. So I have to think it's got to be satisfying for him to remember back to that day and say, well, today, today I was the guy and King Henry wasn't king today. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Tony, last thing is let's let's talk a little bit about the defense. And, you know, before the break, you uh, you mentioned Derrick Henry and... Henry rushed 21 times for 82 yards. I think he had one 18-yard run, but the Giants defensively did a really good job against him. And you know, they gave up they gave up two touchdown passes on on plays to running backs, and I think that's going to be an issue that the Giants are going to have to figure out because the you know, the, the, the inside linebacker situation for the Giants is in flux at this point. And and you know what? I looked at Austin Calitro got beaten for a touchdown. Tay Crowder got beaten for a touchdown. And everybody's like, oh, my God, where's Blake Martinez? Why'd they ever cut Blake Martinez? Well, you know what Blake Martinez couldn't do either? Blake Martinez couldn't cover you or me in, in you know, running a pass route either. So, <laughs> so as good a player as he is, that much I don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. But, but all in all, as I wrote in Kudos and Wet Willies this morning, I couldn't really single out one or two players for praise on defense, but I thought overall defensively, this was a really, really good effort after giving up a touchdown early on a short field. Yeah, I think giving up 82 yards to Derrick Henry, you call that a win uh, because you know he can do so much more. And uh, there were times, plenty of times, that they that they got him and 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 held him to very little gain. Uh, so DJ Davidson in there make a make a nice stop, I think, against him on, on one play. And so it's like you know, okay, we don't have to to do everything. And they didn't, you know, they obviously they didn't stop everything. They let they let Tennessee drive down the field for the potentially winning field goal. On the other hand, they did it in in short little bits here and there. And so I think Tannehill overall did a, a good job of, of moving them down the field methodically uh, to, to get them eventually there. But it's not like so many other games where, where they're, they're completing all these big plays all the time. And, uh, and they were just running rush shot through the, through the center of the line, the way it happened in, in, in too many games uh, last year. So I feel that 
on defense. Wink Martindale, especially yesterday, he doesn't have as much to work with as as a lot of other defensive coordinators do, and and with the, with the guys that were out, especially. But I thought, given who was playing, they did a fairly decent job yesterday. All right, and and overall, of course, as we started the show with, you know, great way for the Giants to start the season. You know, optimistic. Uh, you know, optimistic way, you know, for the day bowl era to begin and the giants have their first home game of 2022 coming up on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers and Tony they're favored. <laughs> they're actually favored to win a game yep. at MetLife stadium. It's I, I'm not sure I know how to behave or how to handle that. Actually, I'm nervous about that. I'd rather they be underdogs. Uh, the only thing I say is, well, when you're favored at home by two and a half points, that means the odds maker, odds makers see it as as sort of kind of a, 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 a pretty even uh, matchup, and they get a little bit for for the home field advantage. But and and actually, that's how I think of Carolina. I think of Carolina as a team that actually is quite a bit now like the Giants in in some ways. They've got their own big uh star running back they've got a pretty good defense carolina uh and they've got some some good receivers but their passing game hasn't clicked the way the way they want it to yet i think and so i i think it could be a pretty interesting game i do too and i think that uh that on sunday afternoon at metlife stadium i think there's going to be some uh, some energy some electricity in the air and i'm looking forward to it Oh, absolutely. They're going to, they're going to go wild when the team comes on the field. <laughs> All right, Tony, thank you very, very much for hopping on with me. Giants fans, thank you for listening. Please uh, like, share, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Big Blue View Radio, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.